Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. Merry Christmas one and all. I'm Johnny Hammond and I'm flying solo this week. Yes, the, the side cart, the side sleigh is empty this week, but we do have a very, very special guest for you. Lady who announced her international retirement. A little bit of a shock, 10 months out from a World Cup. The World Cup winning captain, Katie Danny mclean MBE, is on the pod to discuss not only that decision, but motherhood, have a little whistle-stop tour around her career, and also looking at sales sharks and the future there and her involvement with the Northern Club. But first, just a little bit of news to bring you up to date with here on the WRP. Yes, it was round nine of the Premier 15s of the weekend and a full card as well. Bristol bounced back from that loss to Worcester in the last round with a 50 points to three, eight try victory over DMP Durham Sharks. Simi Pam with a 40 metre try from the loose head is a little bit special in that one. Wasps and Gloucester Hartbury. Well, Abby Dow marked her 50th appearance for Wasps with a try to help Wasps to a 29-17 victory. Exeter the first time in front of their loyal fans down at uh, Sandy Park. 38-0. They beat Sale. Saracens and Loughborough. Well, Loughborough raced into a 12-point lead before the champions pulled it back to 29 points to 24. Nice try in there from Zoe Harrison. It's their seventh straight bonus point victory. And just yesterday, Sunday, Harlequins travelled to six ways and won 24 points to 12. Jess Breach with a couple of tries in that one. Well, what does that mean to the table? Well, Harlequins lead the way with eight from eight. Saracens have maximum points too, but played a game less. Wasps and Lightning both on the full nine rounds and sit on 34 and 29 points respectively. Then come Gloucester Hartbury, Bristol and Exeter motoring up the table. Worcester with their two in sale with their one against Worcester on five points and DMP bringing up the rear. And over the festive period, I must just say those rearranged fixtures for the 2nd of January... DMP Durham Sharks against Sale and Harlequins against Saracens. End of the year, end of the decade. So a few awards floating around as well. When we told you last week about England Sevens player Jodie Onsley, she has won the Deaf Sports Personality of the Year. Huge congratulations to you, Jodie, from everyone at the WRP. More awards this time from New Zealand. The Blackfern Sevens took Team of the Year for the third successive year. The winner of the Fio Farmer Silly Medal for the Farah Palmer Cup Player of the Season was Kendra Coxage, friend of the pod. Go, Kendra. Blackfern Sevens Player of the Year was Stacey Flula, another lady who thoroughly enjoyed the company of On the Pod. And the 15th Player of the Year was Chelsea Alley. Well, without further ado, the lady who won 116 caps for her country, eight Grand Slams, went to the Rio Olympic Games, was involved in four World Cups, and of course, the winning captain in 2014 is Katie Daly McLean. Thank you very, very much for coming on the pod. Yeah, after after last week's news, generally, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. Really, really well. Uh, looking forward to Christmas. Uh, hopefully Santa comes. Nice, yeah, yeah. And with little one, that's very exciting as well. 
Yeah, I mean, she's not too aware of Santa, so actually all the excitement is mainly me. But um, she's makes, got some cool things. Amazing the joy they get out of wrapping paper and boxes. Don't don't underestimate that. <laughs> so true. Honestly, so true. Just, just put air in the box. Um, of course, you don't have to physically do that. It'll do itself. Um, I just a box and, uh, and wrapping paper. They love it. Absolutely love it. But, Katie, um, I wanted to obviously speak to you after last week's announcement of retiring from the Red Roses, uh, I know I, I, I took to social media to say uh, I was a little bit sad, purely as a, as a rugby fan, as a Red Roses fan, and on a personal level as well. You know, being involved in broadcasting and stuff, not having you around the place will be will be uh, it'll be a lesser experience for it. Um, how are you now? A few days on, you've had the weekend to sort of let it settle and what have you. Are, are you are you happy with the decision? Yeah, no, I'm 100% at peace um, with the decision. And I think the kind of person I am, once I'd made it, I almost felt better, um, like, straight away. And then it was just about kind of communicating it to the right people in the right way. That was really important to me to get that bit right, Um, especially because of how long my career has been and the people that have had massive impacts on it. I really wanted to make sure that they deserve, like, the time and my time and the respect to get that part right. Um. So that was not difficult, but it was like the harder bits, I think, just trying to track people down. And obviously, as it got closer to the announcement, making sure that I kind of had the opportunity to speak to everybody. Uh, can we ask who, who who were on those lists or certainly a couple of them? Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, obviously, um, Sam Milton and Nikki Ponsford, um, especially Nikki. I've known Nikki since I was 16 and, and came into, a pro, like, a junior programme. Yeah. So she's kind of been part of my, like, my whole of my senior rugby career. Um, and obviously how, like, for me, they've been great with me over my my career span and in terms of kind of good communicators with me um, and, and giving me the opportunities that they have done. It was really important to kind of explain my reasons to them. Um, and obviously, like, Suns, I've played with Suns since I was 16 years old, actually maybe even younger than that, 14 years old, when we started in rugby league. So uh, I wanted to speak to her and obviously Skazzy as well, being a, a long-time roommate. Um they were kind of like on the top four of my, my hit list. And then obviously it was about speaking to some of the girls, like Moe's, Marley's, um, people that I've, I've played a lot of rugby with as well. Well, and what, what, what was the general reaction from the likes of Emily Scout and, and Sarah Hunter? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> God, I don't have to put up with you anymore, is it? <laughs> Along those lines or was it a little, well, little Scazzy wet, was, wet Scazzy eye? was my kit. That was the, kind of one of the first things. Actually shotgunned any kit that I had. Um, no, I think that was one of like <laughs> general surprise. I don't think they necessarily had seen it coming in. And like I've said previously, it was quite a quick decision. I think once I, like, I describe it as kind of opening the box about did I want to go to another World Cup with all the kind of different elements? And I made that decision for me that actually I don't think I did. Um, just kind of, I suppose at times I can be quite blunt. So because of my head, I'd made that decision. It was really clear. I probably communicated in that way as well. It's not something you can ease into. Either. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's the weather? Oh, by the way, I'm retiring from international rugby after 24,000 years and uh, 5 million points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I mean, you just, just touched on it on it there, but, um, and, it, and again, go, go as kind of, kind of deep as, as you like. I mean, from, from, from my point of view, nobody really cares, but, you know, seeing you within the England camp and talking people around, the 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 arrival of, of Addy just 
It's just something different in you. And, and I know as a parent, it, 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 it is quite different. And I, I just noticed a, a very, very subtle change. Is, is that is that the, 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 the crux of it? Yeah, massively. I think, like everybody said, uh, um, I had a, and I'll probably repeat myself again, but I had a conversation with Kate Hayes before she was born and it, it was massively about it. Give You go one or two ways, it either makes you more competitive and more driven or it changes your outlook and they become more important and, and almost overtake the sport. And that's basically what happened. She's like growing up now, we're getting so much back from it. And I know what World Cup years are like. They're not just about like, I've talked about it, the, the training load and all the extra requirements and the days in camp. It's also when you get home and you want to start previewing a team that you know you're going to play in the Six Nations or worrying about your own performance and selections coming out. You basically never get away from it. And, and so you shouldn't because it's a World Cup year and it's the biggest in your calendar. And for me, I think once I sat down and thought about that, I just want to be at home and enjoy that, that the time I have with her. I don't want to look back in 18 months' time and be like, oh my God, I missed such a big chunk of her development because I was off doing something for me. Uh, and I think that's, that was a massive change. I'd somewhat lost the selfish athlete and became much more of a parent. And do, do, does, that, does, it, does it make a difference, the fact of, of your standing within the team, the, the fact that you are one of the leaders, but also you know, the, the, the quarterback, the, the fly half. So you're, you're steering that team around and therefore people come to you and look to you for, for that knowledge and that kind of stuff. And therefore, knowing you as I do, the competitive beast you are, you want to be fully primed for these young whippersnappers to come in and say, oh, Katie, what's going on? You, you know the answer, whereas you can't, can't have done that. Yeah, I definitely. I would never want to rock up to England training, and that's with respect for my coaches and my teammates, and be underprepared yeah. to have not done my homework or have not looked at an opposition or to not have reviewed training. That's not just that's not who I wanted to be or how I operate. Um, so that was never kind of an option just to do it at 70 percent. Yeah. Um, it was I'm in and I want to be competitive and I want to go to this World Cup. Or in my case, I was like, I don't think I do, and. That, results and I need to step back and, and give the guys the best opportunities to prep themselves for it just turning into a, a cul-de-sac potentially here <laughs> um, was there part of you that thought do you know what if I, if I could just have Six Nations off and then just just take a bit of time and then just go bang okay well for a little amount of time I'll hit it hard, have that conversation with mids. Did that cross your mind at all? Because, you know, and lots of people, and, and I've thought it myself, 10 months out from a World Cup, you know, you're there, thereabouts, you, you, England are probably going to reach a final. But apart from that, on a very personal level, you're in amazing form and have been for the last couple of seasons. Um, if I'm honest, no, that never crossed my mind. I'm okay. not that type of person, to be honest, Johnny. I think, like I say, if I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. Um, and we play, I play team sport because I want to be the best teammate. I enjoy being around people. I want to do my best for that group. So during my career, when we've had real rubbish, horrible sessions, or there's been low moments, the girls have been the thing that would have driven me on to do it. Yeah. So for that stuff, so for that, that's just really selfish to go, actually, I'm not going to play this. I'm just going to try and negotiate a deal that would suit me. And I don't even think for somebody like Mitz, who's very team-oriented as well, that would have been something he would have considered anyway but it wasn't something for me where I just don't think that would get the best out of me I'm better when I'm playing therefore if I was gonna play I needed to play everything yeah. don't get me wrong there's a part of me that would have loved to have played another Six Nations and gone out on a, a Grand Slam win of course you would have but also playing the Six Nations and leaving at that point would have been so so hard for that group like five games that you've 
not had to use prep Zoe and Helena for. That would be really selfish as well. So that don't get me wrong, that possibly did cross my mind. Uh, and then kind of didn't want to be that person. So back to back to back to back back grand slams and um, yeah, go out of that. But you went on out on, on back to back grand slams and a, and a series victory over France. Happy enough because lots and lots of athletes can't choose when they when they go. You've obviously done that, and actually quite quite a nice way of doing it, not only for you but for the team as well. Massively, yeah, and I'm really proud of that decision. It like, it wasn't easy, but I think obviously the opportunity to captain the girls at Twickenham in a kind of, in, in beating France in that manner on my 116 cap, it doesn't get much better than that. And like you say, I think if you speak to any athlete as you come towards the end of your career, the opportunities to go out on your own terms probably get slimmer and slimmer. Um, so for me, having that to say, actually, you know, it is. Like I'm done. I'm I'm good with this. You guys go have a fresh start in 2021, and I really hope that you go and and win that World Cup. Is like is is a nice ending for me. Yeah. Now conspiracy theorists will say, well, somebody knew, didn't they? Yo, at Twickenham, <laughs> captaining the team, beating France back to back after back to back Grand Slams. Somebody knew. The script writers were in tow. No. 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 Not at all. That not literally all. nobody. Not even like I never, not even confirmed it, or like even started to broach it with my mum and dad by that point. Okay. Um, I had definitely a Twickenham. I said the other day that we don't play Twickenham that often now. Like yeah. once upon a time, we probably used to play at least one game a year there. Whereas that's changed because obviously the the, the crowds we get at other um, other grounds were playing and moving the game about. So there was definitely part of me when we walked out, and we sang the anthem that I thought this could be the last time I played at Twickenham, but not because I knew I was going to retire imminently, more that I just wasn't sure we'd be back between now and World Cup. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that that was quite special. I think, you know, like Twickenham is the home of English rugby and I played there in my first season in 2007 when we played Italy. So to play there at the end as well. And then obviously all the, the great games that we've had there in between is very special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, nice, nice script writing. You've even done that very well. Uh, well, look, if, if you don't mind, we'll go back to, to to games in a moment. I just wanted to know whether whether it was a, a, a drop of the penny type moment for you. Whether I don't know, you're having a bath time or something with Addy, or, or, or you just went right. I just can't miss out on this. Or was it a slow grinding process over sort of preparing for France or whatever? Yeah, no, I think being a, being, a, being away was hard, uh, especially because she's she's just so much more active now and you get so much more back and she wants to do more things. Um, but I think the, the probably the biggest moment was seeing the calendar for next year and just looking at the, counting the days up and looking at what that looks like on a weekly basis. So, like, just coming home for weekends. Um, and the other thing, I think, it, is, like, COVID's massively changed how everything runs, so obviously the world in general, but how camps run. So, like, we're in single rooms now. We don't room anymore. Once we go into camp, we're in the bubble. You don't have the opportunity to kind of foresee these guys to come down and visit. Yeah. And for me, I, I didn't see that. I don't think that's going to change in the near future. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's totally understandable because we're in a very fortunate position in terms of that we can play rugby. Yeah. But again, that probably did influence my decision as well because I, I enjoy being around people. I enjoy rooming with SCSI. Yeah. Uh, and, and having that and actually kind of going to England camp and rooming on my own and, and missing the family, it just kind of emphasised that a little bit more as well. Well, we can't go back then. You, you spoke about great days at Twickenham. Do you, have you had time to 
have have a little think back, a, a reflect at the hundred and sixteen times you you pull. I mean, geez, that I mean that in itself, Katie, one hundred and sixteen times. I mean, that's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot of times. And the funny thing is, I've heard, I've hated every time we've done shirts. Literally, like that is one of the things that I will not miss out of this whole. Um, playing for England is the shirt presentation and having to get up and go get your shirt. I would have much preferred in my career for somebody just to have thrown it to me and be like, right, you just stay there. <laughs> one of those shirt cannons they use at Twickenham, like, boom, yeah. straight into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. One of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, if that's a moment you're, you're quite able to, to leave behind, what, what are the moments? And we've already spoken about roommates and, uh, you know, two in particular individuals I, I know you will miss greatly a- outside of that what are you going to miss about international international rugby I think I miss the anthem I think uh, as I've got older it's definitely one of the things that um, really sets international rugby apart the opportunity that you get to do that and you get to do it with a, a group of people that are really special to you and you know seeing your, your friends and family um, especially in the stands when we had crowds that that could like bring a tear to my eye now. Just the, the sense of like pride that everything that you've worked for. I think for me, I started to be able to appreciate in that moment when we sang the anthem, yeah. and to be like, very grateful that I was in this position that I could play in, in the ten or whatever number I was in. But that I was getting to wear the the, the rose, and that my mum and dad and like, people were getting to share that with me as well. Uh, so that will be a, that'll be a big miss. But I think just the the camaraderie of the girls. I mean, we've had some ridiculous trips in terms of things that have, have gone wrong, wrong, of getting stuck in airports and nearly missing connections, of travelling on a train from going into Hong Kong to going down into China when we were sevens, carrying all our trauma kit and all our plinths and everything, and like things like that, that I think the game will change because professionalism will force it to change. But just some of the, the stories of getting to hotels and not being any curtains and being in the back end of Russia and Kazakhstan and, and it just just it just makes me laugh. And I think for me, the the best bits and the messages I've had um, have been so lovely in terms of people like reminding you of those things. Yeah. Um, and just how long I've been about. Zoe Harrison informed me in her message that when I first started my international career in 2007, she was nine. It's just that. <laughs> That's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> Terrible. That is horrible. Nasty Zoe Harrison. Yeah, you a knife in your back as you walk away. <laughs> I get you. No, no, no. I'm only jesting. Well, so, so if those are some of the sort of weird and wonderful stories, give us some of your highlights then, Katie. I know we sort of... We're talking about the place and and, and uh, you're getting your getting your best moments. But in terms of your best games, I mean, is twenty fourteen uh, like, too too obvious? Oh, uh, like twenty fourteen will be special, but will be probably special to me for different reasons. And that was more around the pride of the group. Like that group would face some adverse adversity on the way to that World Cup final, and it'd become really tight as both staff and players. Um, so I think that will be really really special because we like I've said we got to put that kind of that to bed we got to lift a World Cup trophy and and didn't have to always be as I quote and bridesmaids I think for me personally New Zealand in 2017 that was probably one of my highlights as, in terms of how I played as an individual and had impact on the team um, that game for me was I enjoyed it just so much in terms of being able to really influence those around me yeah. um, I think like scoring it um, the game at the Stoop against Wales most recently 
like scoring that try in front of that many people at home. Obviously, we've gone away to France and and had those crowds, but to be getting them at home and to be making that much noise in the stoop and and how full it looked, because the last time I'd seen the stoop anything close to that was 2010 World Cup final. But to get it for a Six Nations game when the men were playing at very similar time, just for me, just showed how much our game's grown. Yeah. Um, probably the other one is my hundredth cap. Like that, that game itself was apart from the weather, couldn't have gone any better. Like having my niece and my sis with me to walk out. the game, just the the whole occasion was so so special. Um, yeah, I couldn't have wished for more that night. Nice. Oh, let's just getting, getting a little bit emotional there. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it around completely. Do you remember when you ran onto the field at the Jean Bouin in fourteen? So I'm gonna go back to a, a personal memory. And you came out the, the from from where the, the gantry was. You came out the right hand side, didn't you? From a from a tunnel on the right hand side, yeah. and you came virtually just under the pitch, sort of right hand side, twenty two, close up. Cameras in there, booms in there, sound booms in there. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I, I've always wanted to ask you that, and I've now got the opportunity to, because I've never had to apologise more in my life on air. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's extraordinary you almost just had to go beep has she finished has she finished yep she's finished good uh and apologies ladies and gentlemen for uh and it's the standard commentator line oh it means a lot it means a lot you know that kind of yeah stuff. Just, a, just a bit emotional oh yeah. i did yeah, yeah no, sorry well, about that. no don't be silly what a, what it well look if you hadn't delivered then you would have been in real trouble but uh yeah you did deliver. Um, that, I mean, yeah, that uh, game against Ireland in that World Cup as well was 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 pretty special. Yeah, and that probably would be another one. I think like that was the day we got everything right. I think yeah. that's when you for us as a as an England side when you look at games in terms of game plan and delivering, that was probably the closest we've ever been to really finding somewhat of the perfect game. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Well, let's look. Uh, let, let let's move forward, Katie, uh, and look forward. You started this new adventure geographically, uh, obviously up at up sale, which is which is suiting you down to the ground. A squad that is keeping you young, I think that's probably fair to say. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a young, young, young group, but obviously you're involved in the in the coaching and what have you. Is that is that where you see your your future, or is it just just too early to tell right now? Happy playing and, and doing a bit of coaching. No, I definitely, I definitely think I would like to go down that path. I'd definitely like to explore it at least. Um, I never thought I would, but I think now that I've started definitely to move away, obviously from the international game, I find it really, really interesting. And I find it really interesting that people do it in so many different ways. That's the thing that I think when now that I've started to look back on my career and the coaches that have had influence on me, all of them have done it in very different ways. Um, and I find, I find that really interesting that there's like no one size fits all. Um, so I definitely think it's something for me that I'd be love to really get my teeth into and I, I like challenges so I think for me it's like the next natural step and, and probably the other thing is it's hopefully going to allow me to give something back to the game I've like for me I feel like I've taken so much from it and had such an amazing career that I would like to be able to share or give back and encourage others in the same way that I was encouraged in my early days yeah. um so that's kind of my hope as well that I can help support and inspire kind of the next generation but kind of maybe make it quicker for them or easier without them to take out the bumps a little bit and, and, and as I know we asked we've asked you this on the, on the pod before when 
when you're starting up at, uh, at sale that 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 geography element because i know you're you're proud proud and all that you and i often often joke about it and i dust my passport <laughs> off and what have you but that's important to you as well isn't it is to to drive rugby uh, you know in that north, northern part of england yeah massively i think for me like the south has always dominated and for for yep. good reason you know having twickenham down there and it is the hub of of our sport i do think though if you look at you look at like previous England captains, for example, a lot of them have come out the north, Claire Frost, Jill Burns, myself, Sarah Hunter, today, like a few have been northern girls. And I, I think I would really, really like to it's saying, especially and, and speaking to Darren and Michelle. And that's why it's so exciting there, because we're all on the same page to create an elite, like a northern hub there where people don't feel the need that they've got to go into the south to get what they need for their rugby careers. They can stay in and around the north and northwest and they can get a high-quality programme there that supports their international development. And not scrabbling around, which is, I don't know, sort of you and Sunter did in those early days, playing a bit of league and then going back. And it it was luck more than judgment that uh, you got to where where you did. It was just a lot of hard work, I think, on our, our parents' point as well. Like my dad spent so many hours driving me up and down to Bath or to Lillashaw or to into like London to to go over trials and things like that. And I'd love for to sales to be able to kind of become a bit more of a northern hub for England as well, and to utilise the facility they have, but also to make it easier for the the girls who are really in the north, so the, the likes of Newcastle and and places like that. Um, you know, you look at what Loughborough's created there with the kind of the talent that they're creating in the Midlands. That is definitely my hope. And I know that's Darren and Michelle on the same page for that as well in the future of, of Sail Sharks women. So how, how is it going at the moment? Not not the greatest result of the weekend? No, the weekend was, I was pretty disappointed, if I'm honest, Johnny. It's like all credit to Exeter, but I just think for us, like we are better, that side is better than that. It's better than that scoreline reflects. But I think it shows in this league, if you don't turn up and you don't put in a performance in, that teams are, are good enough across the board are good enough to really kind of to show you up and I feel like for us that probably that did happen I think we, as a group we're really disappointed with that but you know we live and we learn we move on we've got a bit of a Christmas break now people get a chance to go home hopefully recharge and come back for the second part of the season where actually we can't just keep saying we're the new girls in the league now we're yeah. going to be pretty much halfway there and I think for us as me as a senior player slash coach and, and for the coaching staff it's about kind of a big response from our girls going forward your next game what 2nd January that rearranged DMP so no use no New Year celebrations for you we've been locked down and you're a mother of a youngster anyway so it wouldn't be any news well there, I know there. I mean yeah, I thought I got out of fitness testing on the 4th instead of got a game on the 2nd I'm not sure how that happened <laughs> Nice, um, but it's it, it's a nice and yeah. an all due respect to to DMP, but it's a nice way to get back into the start of the year and start start a bit of momentum, isn't it? It is if it goes well, and if we turn up and play, like okay. DMP, yeah. bless them, have gone, have had a bit of a, a real rough stint, and we can appreciate that because we probably hit that at the beginning of the season as well in terms of COVID and the knock on effect and all the bits that come with it. So I think it has the potential to do that, yes but only if we turn up and perform. And I think that's going to be massive for us in terms of setting our stall out in a new year and making sure we get the get off the ground running because actually the game that follows that is Saracens away. So yeah, it's okay. huge for us. Yeah, yeah. So it is Saracens away, Gloucester, Heartbeat at home, then you are away at Bristol. Yeah, so yeah, tough yeah. little run, isn't it? Yeah. But I think, so I think we seem to do better against the bigger sides 
Okay. Like, so if you look at the start of the season, you know, we went, I think we went um, Loughborough, Sarries, Bristol. Yeah. And actually probably two of our better performances this year were against Loughborough and Sarries. Yeah. So yeah, it's really important. Like I've touched on that. We kind of, we come back after Christmas, recharge and also in a, in a mindset that actually we need to turn up and play. We need to do that for the full 70 minutes. Ever the competitor, ever the coach. No, no, let's not take it easy. Any of the players listening to this? No, no. Only if we turn up. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, Katie, I, I won't keep you too much longer. I just wanted to, to know, uh, because I've got you here, and, and, and uh, why not with you as you're sort of in reflective mood? Who are the biggest influences, the biggest inspirations in your career? Oh, that's a great question. Um, like my parents were huge. I would not have been where I am today without kind of their unconditional support. And I, I probably never said it before, but I think sometimes the ups and the downs, especially the downs, hit them at times harder than they hit me because they could do nothing about it. Yeah. And actually, they've always been they've always been there whenever I've needed them um, to kind of to pick me up and dust me down and get me back out there. Um, so I think I would have been. I definitely wouldn't be sitting here on the background that I've had or the, what I've achieved without them. I think I had a. A great guy when I was in junior school, a guy called Stuart Reader, who's our deputy head. He was massive in rugby. And he was, like, really, really good at just driving girls' rugby, which at that time just wasn't a thing. Uh, he would drive us around the, the northeast to try and get us fixtures. So I think he, he was a big influence on somebody that I'm, I still keep in touch with now. Like, Stree, at that time, World Cup, he showed such confidence in me, especially when I made me England captain, and that road for me was bumpy. But even on games when there was a game in autumn, we played New Zealand. And I think on the first test, I I was pretty new to England, as England captain. So I'd maybe been in post, maybe the year. Um, and I was rubbish. I'd had, had a bit of a shocker, hadn't played well. And there was probably mumblings from the girls in behind that. Oh, should I start again? Maybe I should have, shouldn't have. And the only reason he was starting maybe was because I was captain. Um, and he didn't. He put me back out there. And he pretty much said that. He was like... Like we will, you will have bad games, but it's kind of how you came back. And I think the, the game, the following game, was when we played them at Twickenham and we beat New Zealand. I don't know what the score was that day. Ten eight. Ten eight, or it might be the one where we I kick through for Scazzy. Uh, we like put a little cross through, oh, and she comes in yeah, dive, okay. great little, yeah. Um, yeah, and that for me, like I think moments like that in my career really, really stand out. Like so he was willing to go to bat, bat for me and and put me back out there, and that kind of that was huge. Um, yeah, and I think you know, like relationship with mids as I've grown up has changed as well. Like um, he again has always shown great belief in me and always been there, and I've always been able to approach him. I think when Scott came in, he brought a fresh set of how backs played, but also a lot of detail. And I think when I touched on about coaching at the start, all those guys have always had a um, a real like they've all had different things that I've been able to draw on and have, and have helped me in my career. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, thinking about my how I want to coach, I'd love to be able to do that for other people, depending on what they need at that time, being able to kind of utilise a different skill set to be able to support them or pick them up or maybe just give them a kick up the ass and tell them you need to get back in there, like whatever it is. And I think that side of coaching I hadn't really appreciated, but actually that's the bit that appeals to me now. So... The two young ladies who I mean, you, you'd expect to be there, thereabouts, Zoe Harrison and, and Helena Rowland, 
not the experience that uh, you have. Are they are they more than capable of, of guiding England down in New Zealand? I know what you're going to say. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think so. And I think, you know, the, the great thing for those girls is who they're going to have around them. You look at um, how the development of Moan Nian and that nine shirt and how experienced both of them are. You look at having somebody like um, Sons, Sarah Beckett, Poppy Cleal in around that eight shirt, having Amber Reed in centres and likes of Scars and McKenna. I think for me, the both Zoe and Helena have a different skill set, but they're going to be so well supported by girls that have endless amounts of experience of high occasions. And I think as a 10, that's going to be huge for us in terms of going to New Zealand, managing our group, and also just being able to perform because it's not going to all be on their shoulders. Yeah, 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 fair enough. And outside of the coaching, you think about doing any sort of media work? Any commentary? I'd love to if anybody would have me. Oh, well, there you are. You've heard it here. Uh, the WRP will take 10%. Um, but apart <laughs> from that, <laughs> you're more than welcome. If I, if I, if I get the choice, Katie, you're straight, I'll be straight on the phone to get you in the commentary box. Oh, thanks, Johnny. I think I, I definitely would like to. I, I love the idea of, like, again, being able to um, help drive the women's game but also kind of share my opinions on it as you know i like speaking so i feel like i would be suited to it i had noticed brilliant katie i'll leave it there i could yeah as you know thoroughly enjoy your company i could talk to you a lot longer but um yeah you realize that you you've got a life to lead and it's monday night and it's getting late and all the rest of it um but um no i just just wanted to say it's been a absolute privilege and a, and, a, and a pleasure to, to, to watch you play and, and to broadcast and, and get to know you a little bit and you'll go down in the, in the rugby history books as not only an England great but a, a great of the game so thank you from, from all the rugby fans all the England fans thank you very very much thank you it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very and you're very an alright guy as well you would have thought <laughs> for a southerner well, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure if I could get myself in trouble. But yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm Emily Scarrett, and you are listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Huge thanks to Katie for coming on the pod. Always thoroughly enjoy her company, whether in person or, or over Zoom. Yeah, lovely to speak to her and get uh, get it from the horse's mouth, as it were, as to why she, she's made the decision she has. But I, uh, I don't know. Perhaps there might be a phone call, hey? Perhaps there might be a phone call. Beginning of the summer. Katie, any chance of getting fit and committing herself? Who knows? Who knows? Perhaps she take a leaf out of Joe Marler's book, uh, as we mentioned in that, uh, that chat with her. But uh, yeah, huge congratulations for... A magnificent career. Deserves all the plaudits she's getting at the moment. World Cup winning captain, of course. All those Grand Slam titles. And a wonderful, wonderful rugby player. Brilliant footballer. Uh, We wish her all the best for her future endeavours. And, of course, she will continue to influence those up at Sale Shark. So, yes, a huge thank you to her once again for coming on the port. A huge thank you to everybody out there for listening as ever. We wish you a very very merry Christmas and remember if you can share the pod if you can give us a rating subscribe just leave us a little review if you fancy that would be amazing but yes Merry Christmas to you all thanks for all your support over the year and we will see you very very soon